Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. The show, the counter show, the show of shows. How you doing, Keith? Hey, uh, what's that, Jay? Sorry, let me just uh, finish up some uh, some uh, cleaning here. <laughs> just kidding. Ooh, what's that sound? What are we uh? What are we talking about? That kind of sucks. We... I mean, yeah. uh... <laughs> ooh, 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 I like it. I like so, it. So I gotta say, sometimes we um, we come up with these names of the what we're gonna call the podcast after the fact after we've recorded it, but you. You came up with the name for this one, like before we even started, before we hit the record button. Yeah, uh, it's pretty great. It is the most applicable title for a podcast we've ever done. <laughs> what, what did you come up with? Well, we're gonna call this thing. The title is "In the Vacuum," and um, this does not. This podcast does not suck, by the way. But why? Why in the vacuum? <laughs> Because we're going to be talking about, um, you know, that that electric vehicle started by that, you know, that that vacuum guy, you know, the EV that that never was. Sir Richard Dyson. That's him. Yeah. yeah. So they uh, they released some info on a scrapped electric vehicle project that mm-hmm. has some stuff in it that will surface in cars somewhere. Uh, in the future because it's pretty great and because we have other sources that have told us so. so. Yeah, it's and it's um and I and I'm I'm gonna preface my side of this, which is you're you're like the techie you're you're far more advanced in technology as far as the knowledge of and you know where you're at and for obvious reasons. I, I know you for two No things. man, I'm just a vacuum cleaner salesman. <laughs> Oh, the, oh! Did you hear about the Kirby that's coming out? No. Yeah, it's uh, EV as well. That's what I do. Everybody is I just derail Jay. Like he just he starts to form a thought, okay. and then I just throw in like vacuum cleaner noises. <laughs> it's it's okay, man. I'm used to it. Trust me. I'm I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm used to distractions. But um, but no, yeah, man. I I've you know we're gonna talk a little bit about the technology that has was spawned from from this um from the Dyson EV. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. And, and you're, you're the one that actually, we started discussing the topic of the day. Um, I went and did a little research on it. It's just amazing. Uh, the efforts that are going in globally, you know, uh, certain types of, of battery technology that that's just floating around out there. But this one in particular, um, piqued my interest. And I think that, uh, it was worthy of talking about. Do yeah. you think? Yeah. Yeah, it just so happens that it's connected to the vacuum guy. Yeah, it was his the, his company, the, the guy, the guy. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, before we get to that, yeah, I I need to, I need to pause it a little. I need to vent a little bit. So you did you had a Blue Angels flyover in your area, right? We did, man. And I told you we were in the path. Yeah. Um. I don't think we were in the path of them coming by. I think they were using two air bases here. Okay. Because you had the Thunderbirds and the Angels. Well, see, we just had the, the Navy. Yeah, so we've got the uh, Naval Air Station very near us here, and then south of Seattle is Joint Base 
Um, they call it JBLM, Joint Base Lewis and McCord, which is a Army and a um, yeah. uh, Air Force base. So. Yeah. So I think that they were using both of those facilities, and that's just only speculation, just based on their flight pattern. Right. Um, the flight pattern itself that they gave was uh, over the top of the Navy base and then over the top of uh, the Air Force base. So yeah, kind of so makes sense. We had a they get we did the same deal. They gave us a flight pattern, and when they flew over Nashville, the, my my town was as part of the flight path, and. Um, and uh, yeah, so you know, doing the salute to the uh, frontline workers, uh, a lot of them emergency services, medical workers, pretty cool. Uh, kind of a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 um, to fly over your city like that, and then to do a joint thing yeah. with the Thunderbirds. Right. It's it's pretty cool, man. I, and I'm, you and I both share that same love of right. aircraft. We just absolutely love things that fly and things that go fast so i knew you'd be totally into it but i saw a lot of you know friends of mine you know from the nashville area uh that had posted a bunch of video yeah. of it and they were great man they, they did such a great job so. yeah yeah um Pretty cool and then uh you know this this video that got posted um now this was in detroit and this is a kind of a hot topic in the news um it's a big deal to me you know we're content creators um, I have yeah. a photography and videography background. Uh, I got into aerial videography before you could walk into a store or go online to a website and buy a drone, as they're mm -hmm. called now. So I, I built my own and put cameras on them and all that. And mm -hmm. then you get into this, uh, this situation where you, you have people that honestly should not have them that have them. Um... Yeah. So this guy, uh, there was a so, video so, that surfaced on YouTube, and I watched it, um, mostly to get myself fired up. But he he was very very close to the Blue Angels flyover in Detroit. What in the world is wrong with people, man? See, it's people like that that ruin it. Yeah. It's people like that that just abs absolutely ruin it for everybody else that are trying to have some sort of legi legitimate, you know, yeah, I, work or I can't, entertainment out of it. I can't, you can't, I do, can't it do it, it anymore. So, because this guy, this guy's going to get them grounded. The F, the FAA is going after him as they should. Uh, yeah. There are so many laws in place right now with the FAA over uh, over drone regulations that it's really impossible for a guy like me to do it as a business. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you have to schedule flight plans. You have to, um, you can't fly in commercial areas. You can't fly over crowds of people. And, and that's all common sense safety stuff. You know, you can't take off next to airports. But then you get into situations where you and I have shot some videos and it's like mm -hmm. there's small municipal airports and we're out in the middle of a farm field somewhere. But if you're within five miles of one of those... Um, you, you can't fly. Well, I mean, and the people that lobbied the FAA, and I'll get, I promise I'll get off my soapbox here in a minute. No, please to, stay up there because uh, I'm hoping that every abuser of this privilege hears this and hears us calling them out for the stupidity. So, um, you, sorry, I'm, the I'm no, you're right. Bit. The people that have lobbied the FAA 
to pass those laws turns out large corporations that have a vested interest in commercial drones. So what they basically did, those companies didn't exist until these laws passed in for the most part mm-hmm. is they put guys like me out of business. Cause I, you know, my five Oh, whatever my section four Oh nine or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to have a pilot's license. You have to have, you have a certification to fly. Um, these large companies just went and see they can afford to throw the resources to get all this stuff done. And if you look around now, like my neighbor noticed a guy doing some commercial filming down the road from him and he looked up the company and it was out of Bethesda, Maryland. Well, it's DC area, right? So they're, you know, they're big lobbying firms. So unfortunately guys like this that did this Mm -hmm. not only risked the lives of others, including the pilots, uh, he ruins it for everybody. You ruin it sure. for the business. This is always the case. And when you put these laws in place, they don't hurt anyone but the people that are legitimately trying to play by the rules. Because mm-hmm. he didn't follow the rules. I mean, for nope. sure. Um, there's a 500-foot flight ceiling. Yeah. You're not supposed to fly over that in a drone. Right. I am not sure how low the Blue Angels were flying, but I would pretty much venture to guess it was above 500 feet. Yeah, it, I, I would say they would have to Just be, looking especially at the when they're when they're in formation like that. They're yeah. they're going to keep it safe and over when you're a the city. Lower, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, gonna... I'm I'm not seeing altitudes on the video or anything, but just looking at it and subjectively, you know, kind of figuring out buildings and all that. He he was over 500 feet. Yeah, and I I could see the the props where the camera. Yeah. Where he had tilted, you could see the props bad, a little bit on yeah, it. Yeah, it's bad camera. Yeah, it's bad camera, yeah. right? I I thought the same thing as like Keith wouldn't let anything like that go by. Yeah, you know, but that's when you're editing, yeah, it is. But you know, that's uh, you know, we I worked on my first video with you using a drone. Um, you you had we we shot the roundabout video, um, yep. and we we searched for locations that were legal for us that would permit us to. Yep. To do what we did, we we actively sought out a spot. He and I put our heads together. We followed the guidelines. Keith knew the rules, and you know, it's it's a person like you, Keith, that that deserves to be able to go out and do these things. But you got a guy like this that just yep. doesn't pay attention, does not care, um, has no regard for anybody else. He's just thinking about himself. I am uh, my feeling on this. My suspicion is it was a kid. It was a teenager. Yeah, well, whatever. I hope he hears it, and I hope he gets you know in trouble for it. And um, it it just just it's you just don't do stuff like that, man. I mean, you're talking aircraft and pilot. Obviously, there's no price tag on a pilot if they lose their lives or the people they might kill on the ground when it crashes because of this thing. But those aircraft are oh, millions of dollars, millions of each. dollars. And uh, Uncle Sam uh, ain't gonna like having I to replace those kind things. Kind of. I'm kind of a fan of making an example of this person. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I kind of am. I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, so first of all, whoever posted it on YouTube th- with, there was a disclaimer that said, this is not my video and it was just forwarded to me. Well, don't post it then. Okay. Right. Cause now you're part of the problem. So, yeah. Yeah, there uh, you go. don't put it up there. Right. So whether or not it's great footage, if it was captured illegally, don't put it out. Right. So if you want to watch some legal footage, <laughs> you can uh, head over to our YouTube channel, and that would be uh, youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus. 
Um, there is a video there that we shot. Uh, like I said, it was my first one with a drone, using a drone. It was the roundabout, how to drive through a roundabout. That's a good one. <laughs> I love that sound. And uh, also, you've shot many um, of your car review videos. Uh, I've noticed yeah. where you use a, a drone yeah, people to think, fly around. People think drone, you know, you got to have like these like no. 500 feet, you know. Not mm -hmm. some of the, my best footage out of a drone is flying just you know four feet off the ground now, you obviously can't do that when there's people around because you're at eye yeah. level it's dangerous yeah but get everybody out of the way you know yep. pick your subject yep. you get some really interesting angles just just above your yeah. eye line of sight yeah real estate peeps love it yeah you know they that's a great way to show a property well, it takes some skill because you got trees and yeah you know well, see, even those people that have to get some altitude to kind of really give the, the whole perspective of the property size, you know, they've got to follow those guidelines, too. This this will have an impact on them. Yeah. You know, absolutely. It's just nuts. I, I don't know. That just kind of rubbed me wrong, too, man, when I heard about it. And so, uh, again, yeah. the authorities, may you have your day. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. So, um, yeah. what, what uh, now... I'm reading through our list of of show content here, and you mentioned something about the Mach-E. What's going on with that? You're talking about the Ford Mach-E. Yeah, well, first of all, let's talk about the plants that just start. They just open back up. Okay. okay. Um, like the automotive manufacturing. All, all the auto okay. manufacturing plants, and um, I, 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 you'll you'll see the pecking order because I I kind of I kind of changed my mind in the middle of this. But um, if you, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, unless you're under a rock, you don't know what was happening. Uh, but the, you know, the auto plants have reopened and, you know, some, some of the workers are not too happy about it. Um, but, you know, some are, and they're willing to take the risk to go back to work uh, for the sake of having an income, man. They, right. uh, they need money bad. I mean. Let's face it, the whole unemployment thing where people are still waiting on their unemployment money. Um, these guys are going back to work before they're even getting it. But most of them are union and they're getting taken care of anyway. But um, So let me just read real quick. And this was a story that came out um, all right. yesterday, as we a are, matter of fact. We are, uh, we are all ears. Okay, so... Uh, the Detroit Three Automakers, and by the way, this is from Automotive News. The Detroit Three Automakers and their suppliers began restarting assembly lines on Monday after a two-month coronavirus lockdown and a slow revival of a sector that employs nearly one million people in the United States. So that's why the stock market, too, stock market for for that that sounds like a Chrysler. Uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, but you know the stock market went crazy too yesterday, and I think um, you know that's that's a good sign. But it went uh, up, and then oh yes, it went nuts. It went up and yeah. down. Okay. It went up and down, but it's I wasn't watching it was, yesterday. It was a it was a good day. Um, but here's here's a here's a guy uh, that they've quoted here in this article. Um, you know you got you know the way they read it says they began lining up before 4 a.m. to start the 5 a.m. shift um and signs overhead you know as you're going into the plant reads you know uh, let's restart and then they asked a the guy if you know how he felt about it and he said he was a little nervous 
um, Larry Smith of, uh, of New Baltimore, who works on wheel alignment away from the assembly line. Uh, they made all of the precautions, and they've done everything they can to prepare us, and uh, he's just trusting that uh, that's going to uh, be okay to get back. But I saw some of the footage, and they're, they're actually te- they're, they're questioning their employees. You know, have you been in contact with anybody? Um, they're also making sure they're taking care. They're taking their temperatures. They're giving them uh, PPE, uh, which is personal protection equipment. If you guys did not already know that, um, they're doing everything they can to get these things, these these guys back into the plants working, but more so to really get some revenue in, in the door. I mean, yeah. you can't shut those plants down for that long. I mean, this is an interesting point, and I was kind of talking. Well, I was talking to my wife the other day about this, but you know, like uh, a bunch of a bunch of teachers got on a school bus and drove through the neighborhood, uh, kind of as a rally for the kids. Uh, and I, I said, well, you know, are they wiping the handrail down after every single person gets on the bus? And uh, here's the bottom line, everybody: like this whole kind of half half doing it, eh, mm-hmm. it it's not going to go well. So. Like whatever your whatever your stance is on this, whether you want uh, complete isolation or you don't want any of it or whatever, right? Like, I, and I'm really not. I just the whole living in the middle thing. I mean, the virus is not going to respect your half-hearted efforts. I promise you that. No. Uh, and no. and you know, I go through the stores, like you know, the grocery stores and the department stores. Uh, if we need, you know, whatever we need. And there's people in there that are just standing on top of you. I drove past a uh, fast food restaurant uh, over the weekend, mm-hmm. yeah. and there was just crowds of people outside, but they're all standing like you know right next to each other. And I mean, it's just right. so then that gets transmitted, and then you know they come home, and then you know that adult makes contact with their child, and their child goes mm-hmm. out in the neighborhood and plays with my child. It, it's just the we it, we just. Look, it all comes back to what Mr. Miyagi said in Karate Kid when you walk down the middle of the road, like karate maybe, right? Squish just like grape. Right. Like you either yes or you no, right? Like the kind of maybe, no. That's going to just end up not going well. It's just not. It's just why bother, right? Right. That's it. That's it. You're either in or you aren't. I mean, look, if somebody just figure this out and tell me, let's just stop playing around in the middle of the road. Right, right. Good point, man. Good point. That's all but I got. That's, but but you know, got to conduct business. Yeah. Got to got to figure out a way to to, to well, get back to work. Got to figure out a way to live life, man. And I, and I think that if everybody would listen and take those precautions that they're recommending, follow those guidelines, um, do your part. Um, you know, we might get back to. And I'm not going to say this. I hate this term. Some sort of normalcy. It's not the new happen. normal. No, the new normal. Uh, I don't want to hear those terms back anymore. Back to normal until there's a vaccine. There is no back to normal. Like there is no no right now. So you're until there's a vaccine, you're back to normal. Which what you're really saying is back to the way things were in January. Right. That ain't happening, folks. It's not. Ain't, there's ain't just happening. Whether you want to do it or not, there are other companies that don't and won't, and city nope. governments that won't. So uh, this innovate. is the norm for a while. Yeah, innovate or just shut the doors right. and don't ever I mean, open back up. There's opportunity. 
hey, there's opportunity right now in the job screening process because the traditional way of going in for interviews doesn't work anymore. Figure out a way to streamline that process, make it work with the current criteria, Mm -hmm. sell it. There you go. You know, the whole work. Yeah. And the whole working remotely. I mean, obviously, manufacturing jobs, you can't um, you can't do that. You have to have you have to physically be on site unless, of course, uh, you are a company that is uh, in search of robotics and artificial intelligence to uh, get that done, which we've talked about. So Um, Maki, speaking of uh, AI and. Yeah, and that's what that's kind of what uh, started this thing. So What's, you know, uh, the Ma- the Maki was the chosen one, one of the chosen ones by Ford to to get back into production, and um, that uh, we spoke about that on our last podcast. But I wanted to bring up some um, information, uh, new information that just popped up about what um, what Mach- the Maki is. It's just amazing to me that Ford is really really driving this thing. Um, they claim now that the uh, the the new Ford Mustang Mach-E can charge just over half as fast as Tesla. So you can charge half as fast as the Tesla. Now that's, that's great yep. and all, because mm-hmm. here is the biggest argument that you always hear with any EV. Tesla a lot of times is just kind of the drywall term right it's the brand name that everybody relates to when you're talking about Mm -hmm. electric vehicles and people go well how is it on trips and the the tesla owners will say oh it's fine you know i stopped about three times for half an hour each on the way up but you gotta eat Mm -hmm. yeah you do and on trips when i eat i eat in the drive-thru uh so that is the (laughs) challenge is i don't want to give an extra hour and a half which is, you know, three half hour charge times right? over the course of a five or an eight hour trip, mm-hmm. uh, that adds another hour and a half, right? So right. if they solve that, they solve some of the biggest obstacles right now. Yep. But the big problem with this current generation of batteries and the data on this came out within the past few months after about 15 of those high high rate charges, the Tesla calls them the supercharger, but it's the super high amperage charges that they're pushing lots of juice to that battery very quickly. It right. actually starts to damage the longevity of those batteries and it shortens their life expectancy. Can it can it cause um, you know because lithium ion batteries are are notorious for they go into what they call a um, a thermal runaway type yes. environment. So and a, does this does that actually um, when you do those quick charges like that, Keith? Is that does that enhance that possibility? Yeah. So they get hotter. Yeah. Um, they get a lot hotter when you charge them quickly. Now, now we're talking about these batteries, and it's the same basic type of battery that you have in mm-hmm. your like smart devices, like your phones and tablets. Your laptops, right. they're a little bit different, but not much. And right. it's a gaseous cell. It's yeah, a gas. It's li- yeah, it's, okay. Yeah. Um, you're messing with the, the 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 state of that gas, and you're throwing energy at it, and it gets hot. And l- the the lithium ion batteries tend to try to expand a little bit as they get hot. Mm-hmm. And as I bump the mic over here, and so <laughs> maybe Ford's figure out 
a way to cool well, the batteries or we'll something see and like that's that? that's the thing i wanted to you know i wanted to bring up about it and, and it, it, all this so so very much ties into the the subject matter today that we're going to be talking about um obviously they've come up with something um the, it, it, for them to push this thing or or guys they put in so much money that they ain't turning back. Right. You and know? then I you're mean, just going to go through, you know, having right. to replace the batteries every three years or whatever. Right. But, but what they're claiming, they're claiming that um, the Mustang, the Mach-E, uh, equipped, with a, equipped with the standard range battery can charge from 10 to 80% in 38 minutes. Okay. Um that's pretty fast. Now, during Ford's now, test, now we're we're kind of we're kind of moving shells around on the table. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Ten to eighty. Why don't we just go zero to seventy? Right. I mean, come on. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to get a seventy percent charge in. Yep. Uh, just 30, under thirty-eight. Just under. Yeah. Just 40 under forty minutes. minutes. Okay. Yeah. So it's less than an hour. And you see the marketing strategy there. Yeah. You, you bring up such a great point because I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. It's like these aren't know, the droids you're looking for. Right? <laughs> right, man. Am I right? Right. Exactly. But uh they are um they are committed to this thing, man. And um again, when we first heard several weeks ago that they were gonna be opening the plants back up and um on May eighteenth, uh, which has come and gone. Um they're they're working on this stuff, man, and um this E V is uh Definitely heavily pushed there. I got some dates on that, I believe. So while you're looking those up, I'm just going to say, and we're going to get to this in just a minute, but something has to change in terms of the battery technology for us to really turn a corner here. Mm -hmm. And something is going to change, and we're going to tell you what that is in a few minutes, but we don't know when exactly. We have a right. rough idea, but this whole battery charging quickly thing, it is problem numero uno right now for EV manufacturers. That's right. Okay. All right. So you got some that and, that That and safety. Safety is a huge concern. Well, and that batteries. goes back to the gaseous state of the bat. I mean. Absolutely it does. You, those things are extremely flammable. Like I, I've had drone batteries back to what we were mm-hmm. talking about in the beginning that have gone bad and they swell up and puff up. And um, guys have taken them out back and, like, shot them with a shotgun right. and watched them explode. Or you just yeah. throw them in a fire, like in a bonfire, and kaboom! Right? I mean, it's... Right. It's... Well, I, I've i seen laptops. I've seen laptops that laptops have these things fire. in yep. where they're, they're maybe, you know, the laptop itself with the lid closed is about a half inch thick. Yeah. I've seen them where they've swollen up to where they're, it's almost eight inches yeah. thick. Yeah, it just swells up, and, and that and is a bad cell. Or that is a yeah, that is a bad one, man. So, All right. so you got some yeah, dates. So yeah, got some dates. Um, they're and of course they're still a little bit vague with this, but they're they're committed to this. And the first model um, that will hit, they're saying late twenty twenty. Okay. Oh, for real? They're still gonna yeah. try to hit that yep. for the Maki. That's okay. right. Um, the California wow. R- yeah. Okay. The California RT. Now wait a minute. Wait a uh, minute. Let point of clarification here. Mm-hmm. Model year or sales period? Sales period. Okay. So it'll be a 2021. It'll be a 2021. Okay. Yes. Right. It'll Got be it. a 2021. It's not. There will not be a 2020 Maki. Please um, continue. They're not gonna. 
Right. <laughs> why, 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 thank you, sir. Um, I just needed that so little, you know. The pre- Yeah, the premium out late 2020, uh, available, I should say. Um, California RT1 edition, early 2021, as well as the Select. And then the uh, GT, they're saying spring of 2021. Okay. So there you go. Now, with that, let me give you your battery ranges on those. Um, the premium says up to 300, California 300, uh, the GT up to 250, and the Select up to 230 range. So there you go. Okay. There you go. Uh, I think the Select is a marketing term for base model. Yeah. It's the. Yeah. Remember cost cutter beer, Jay? It is. Grogan? Yes, I do. It is the lower lower cost. Uh, I it's believe 40. it is the entry level. Mm-hmm. But oddly enough, but like we had talked about, we're not going to call it the, entry level. No, these aren't the goods you're looking for. No. Buy the select. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, man. But no, nah, it's cool. But the I premium digress. is one that's going to be available first, which makes sense. Yeah, because you know, they want to push that, and it's yeah. higher dollars, higher 50, profit margin. Yeah, yeah. fifty-one thousand, yeah. I think, yeah. and then I think the highest cost was about sixty-one thousand, which is the GT model. So. But yeah, so I, yeah, there you go. You know, EVs are still around. Um, gonna be able to get your get your first you real be- world experience in a Mach E. It looks like this year. That's that's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, so we got some other stuff coming back, opening up, coming back. Are we going with opening up or coming back or opening back up or starting back up or what's the you know what's the preferred <laughs> operative term here? I don't know, man. I don't I don't like the term open back up really anymore, okay. man. How about uh, how about just how about just Back, just getting back back yeah. to it. Okay. Yeah, getting back to it. Are there, so. Yeah. There's some, well, the, fir- the first signs, NASCAR. We had our first NASCAR race. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Harvick. Uh, Kevin Harvick came up came away with a victory. Um, it was a of, good race. Uh, lots of cheering in the in the stands, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure was. Yeah. Yes. They they did this as as you all know uh, without any fans in the stands. Um, it got high TV ratings. Uh, for obvious reasons, right? <laughs> Everybody, everybody's at home. Nobody's in the stands. And there's not a lot of competition in terms of sports there, right now. They were certainly on a world stage. Um, I think it was a great move by NASCAR to to really kind of work through some some uh, hurdles or obstacles, if you will, um, uh, to get back on the track. But um, they did it. They pulled it off. It was a good race. This, the entire week uh, following that race is full of races at Darlington, and then of course you've got the uh, was it the Coca-Cola 600 coming up for the holiday? Yeah, that's uh, the day Charlotte. Before? Yeah, yeah, so Charlotte. Yeah, I, I had a, I, I got a great idea. You were there last year. I was. Yeah, um, that's a good tell, race. Tell that's everybody, track. tell tell everybody uh, why you were there and uh, who who you were uh, there. I was for. a guest of Toyota. We sat up in the Toyota suite and watched. Uh, kind of a guest of the, well, all of Toyota racing, but uh, Denny Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin, yeah. Get to did a little meet and greet, and I uh, got to talk to um, Kyle and Kurt's dad, Mr. Bush. Yeah, Mr. Bush. Uh, yeah. Interesting dude. Kind of just sat next to me the whole time and taught me a few things. So yeah, that's a nice track. It's uh, yeah, it's fun to watch a race there. And you were excited about the color, uh, a specific color, uh, re- making a return too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Toyota had uh, some. Uh, 
you know, they, they were a heavy, they were a big sponsor of the actual event, not just, you know, drivers. Mm-hmm. And they had their, yeah. their full-size Tundras out, you know, on the track rolling around. And uh, I think it was a blue, if I remember right, uh, that I was that I was digging on. Yes, it was. It's um, uh, your blue. Your blue, isn't it? Yeah, well, it was close. It was close. So, oh, so okay. idea, right? Yeah. You know, all the way back to the days of Talladega Nights and Wonder Bread, right, with Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Is there anybody sponsored by a major hand sanitizer organization right now? Ooh. Like, wouldn't it be Ooh. cool to see a NASCAR driver in a car that was like Purell or, you know. Oh, just, I, I think, wasn't there wasn't there a Purell there? at one time? I, I don't but know. But now, now it would be like, you know, everybody be rooting for that guy, right? Man, you got to be talking about that dang old man, Clorox MGB. That Clorox. <laughs> anyway, man, I'm just, talking? you know. Just, just saying. Uh, the pu- the Purell Plymouth coming around turn three there. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. I mean, you want to talk yeah. about stuff that's on the forefront of everybody's thoughts right now, like mm-hmm. clean Lysol. Where are you, man? You need. We need right. to have a Lysol car. No, you're right. We need to have right. a Clorox car. We need to have a Lysol car. Uh, mask manufacturer. You know, somebody needs to come out with a brand name mask and just you know yeah. you can put it on the front of the car paint it on the front of the car i mean i i got there's no end to kind of the the ideas the innovation we could we could enjoy with this nascar you know yeah 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 absolutely i can't wait for just all the races to to start coming back yeah man. we'll yeah. talk about that a little bit more in a minute yeah we're getting there we're so, getting there so 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 yeah talking about other sports okay i mean if you do, if you insist what do you miss what do you miss well, I'm, I'm a big miss baseball the most? fan, so obviously right, I that's you the one I miss the most. And and my question to that is, is you know, I, I I've been trying to think about this: is that how are they going to manage these sports where they're full contact, like basketball, so um, um, football, and and you know, how is that going to happen? I think, and this is just a prediction. You know, we may come back to an "I told you so" later, but mm-hmm. it's going to boil down to revenue business wins i mean historically if you're you know a student of history and i the older i get i'm becoming more and more of a fan of history and a student of history in these times of pandemic crisis crises crises usually the economy wins out over public public health and safety usually i mean that's I'm not talking about now, what's going on now. I'm I'm citing historical evidence that, that usually we got to, they they sort of go, no, nope, we, we got to survive on, you know, businesses have to survive. So my theory is in terms of football, it, in anybody that's making contact, hockey, whatever, they're going to just, mm-hmm. they're just going to do it. They're just going to do it and they're going to go back to it and, you know, maybe there's some extra insurance involved, life insurance policies or whatever, but they're losing too much well, revenue not to. You know, when your whole when your whole game is <laughs> yeah contact, then you're going to take measures to ensure your players are safe. And I and I know they'll come up with a plan. They'll devise a plan to screen these guys uh, heavily, um, see if they've had it. Um, uh, and then make sure that they have every resource they need to, to keep everybody safe. And I think that we're going to have to just live with the fact that there's going to be some spectatorless games. 
yeah for a while until until we can get back to it you know maybe next year back to tv but, um, yeah well and, yeah, and yeah. you know it's good news for television because sports ratings uh mm-hmm. like for nascar we talked about this in the nascar podcast episode had been dropping on the televised versions for quite some time so now all of a sudden mm-hmm. hey jay maybe this is a conspiracy by like fox sports and cbs sports to bring back their rate their nascar ratings what do you think hey Ooh man, you know, I, did I did I did I, uh, did I sense a little bit of an opportunity being taken here? Hmm. I mean, hmm. you know, you wonder. Yeah, hmm. if you if they could just throw like a a wrestling match like right in the middle of the race, yeah, you know, as the race is going on at the same time, right, and then get some drones up in the air, right, and those drones are like, you know. Like shooting little little spitballs, yeah. At at the you know, yeah. Well, that would be the problem with that is you got to get good professional drone operators. You can't be using the you know the crackpots like uh, you know. <laughs> I guarantee you this is going to be a kid you, that when we find out that was you know interfering with the Blue Angels. But uh, yeah, you got to get you got to get good solid professional uh, operators, if you will. Uh, yeah certified technicians of their trade right right absolutely right? certified technicians <laughs> right 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 uh, yes i love it so okay uh we're gonna get to this dyson thing in a minute right yeah we're gonna yep, talk about his his car but we have a brand new sponsor actually i'm pretty excited about an opportunity that we've got i've been wanting to do this jay for like, probably years i think now Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is a problem that I have, and, and I feel like if it's a problem that I have, there's got to be other people that face this too, and that is, how do I find a good mechanic, a trusted mechanic, somebody that is going to actually take pride in what they're doing and be thorough? So in other words, not the Lexus dealer down the street for me, right? That right, services our right, right, right. You're <laughs> talking about a ne- stuff, Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, I had my RV in... Uh, the shop for a while in Texas. We got stranded. Yeah. We talked about yeah. that. Yeah, we're out over the weekend with it, and I popped the hood, and there's, you know, they left the the elect the the fuse box that's the under the hood fuse box. It's flapping in the. We're we're like, what is that sound? You know, my son hears mm-hmm. it, and I go out and pop the hood, and it's like just flapping. So, I am pretty excited to be able to. We're working on something that is gonna mm. is gonna. It's going to show everyone how to find a good, trustworthy automotive technician, mechanic, somebody that's going to good do a good job. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna probably put a video out on this, and we're gonna tell you what criteria you need to use. Okay, mm-hmm. and yeah. the door of opportunity kind of opened for us in a conversation with our friends over at ERA, which is their... Right. We've got a new sponsor. We are thrilled to have these guys behind us. Yeah. And this, I just, and the light bulb went off, and I went, ooh, 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 ooh. So... Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Now, and to, with... To those of us ahead. that don't know who AERA is, right? <laughs> Jay? Can, oh. you, can, you, can you tell me... Tell, tell, us, tell us about them. Who I are can they? Tell what are they? Who are they? And I tell you what, they they picked a great time to uh, be involved, especially with racing coming back. There's going to be some engines that need some rebuilding. So, uh, yeah, let's tell you a little bit about these guys. Um, AERA 
Engine Builders Association is the uh, preeminent technical resource and industry voice for internal combustion engine builders, remanufacturers, machine shops, OEMs, suppliers, and service providers worldwide. Hey, they were established in 1922. That's uh, when they had horses? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's when they were building the horsepower, my friend. Okay. Hey, yeah. So, um, you know, AERA is the industry's oldest and most authoritative organization. Uh, they're serving an international membership made up of thousands of small and large businesses that provide service to industries ranging from mining and manufacturing right down to Formula One racing, which I hope we can get to see this year. Yeah. You know, coming back. Hey, let me tell you, man, these guys as a technical organization, um, they provide engine specifications and technical assistance for internal combustion engines manufactured worldwide. Um, they are a world-class staff. They are full of experts and a vast technical libraries that provide AERA members with unparalleled access to information, expertise, and assistance regarding engines and internal components of every conceivable size and use. Man, and the hits just keep coming. I got... I got- I got to ask you a question, but sure. please continue because there's something important here. You know what? Here, actually, let me just interrupt you for a second. Okay. So something that I was fascinated to learn about these guys that I think not a yeah. lot of people might know. Uh, you remember the old Batman, the original Batman TV show? You know how there was like a bat phone? It was like, you know, yeah. a red phone or, now you know, people joke about the president. There's like, there used to be like during the Cold War, like there was a red phone to Russia or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. They so still the, have those. So the bat phone where the commissioner would, you know, just pick up this, it was like, wasn't it like red in his office? <laughs> it and was. And they would ring the bat cave or whatever. Had a big, big light on it too, you know? So yeah. it turns out that there is a hotline. So these guys that not every technician knows everything about every car. Right? That's, Am I right? Ab- absolutely. Okay. You're absolutely correct. Uh, just like not every doctor knows everything about every nope. potential medical nope. issue or whatever, anatomy. They're specialists, right? You got to have support for the industry. That's correct. So these guys that are the pros, the mechanics, they actually have a hotline. They do. Or maybe they we do. call it a bat phone. Yeah, let's call it that. <laughs> All yeah. right. So, you and want they to tell, can call you want to tell AERA, and they can get yeah. guys like Chuck on the phone who will tell yes. them, no dummy. No, I don't think he'd do that, but here's no, how he you fix that. that. And so they have a dedicated hotline. It, so this is all revolving around AERA is a membership organization, okay? That's and right. I, and That's I interrupted right. you. I'm sorry. Please, please no. continue on your – you were explaining ex- things. Look, but I am as, as excited about – being able to tell people about AERA as you are, my friend. Toll-free access. Toll-free access, guys. It's like, so look, it's like on the game if, shows if when mem- you need to use yeah. a lifeline, right? That's right, yeah. If you, As a member, man, you have access to five technicians five days a week. So so not and just Batman. Nope, nope. Like Batman, they can answer t- Superman, no. Green Lantern. <laughs> I hope I'm staying <laughs> no, in the no. same comic universe here. If not, I'm going to get in trouble. You right? are, man. Okay. You are, you are. But they can answer these tough technical questions coming from anywhere. They service people around the globe, and um, you just uh, give them a ring, and they'll they'll help you out. I've used them on many occasions myself. Hey, do they have Look, a website? They do, and I'm going to get to that. Okay. Um, if you're looking to get your engine rebuilt, too, buy an AERA member. 
You can visit the member locator on the web at www.aera.org forward slash member dash locator. And then for more information about what AERA can do for you or possibly joining the association and becoming a member, please visit their website at www.aera.org. So now if you're in the automotive industry and you're not a member, this is a membership organization, please go to that website and check them out. But yes. if you are listening to this podcast or watching right now and you are thinking, well, I'm not a mechanic, I'm not a technician, this doesn't apply to me. Oh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. You need to, the very first thing you need to do before you have any service work done on your vehicles, particularly the engine, okay, mm-hmm. is go to their website, aera.org. That's aera.org. Put in your zip code and look for member organizations. There will be right. shops in your area that are AERA members. And if they are not AERA members, you probably just need to move on down the line because uh, n- no bat phone yeah. in that cave. No bat phone in that cave. That's <laughs> right, man. Good one. And hey, just just for uh, just for checking it out. Keith and I both went through a little exercise ourselves and we plugged our zip yep. codes in and I've got a couple very close to me and you've got a couple very yep. close to you. So, and they are, they've been, they're longstanding members. Um, I've used AERA for many years uh, in the industry that I'm in for, for a lot of reasons. And um, it's always been a pleasure working with these guys. Yep. They are very knowledgeable, very knowledgeable people and the experiences is unsurpassed. We're going to get into some of their software and their tools in the future. uh, But certainly for now, we want to thank AERA for jumping on to be a sponsor. Um, And uh, we're doing some fun stuff with them uh, behind the scenes that will surface soon. Uh, But please, everybody, anything to do with having your engine serviced, go to their website, start there. That's it. That's it. So there you go. All right. Thanks, AERA. All right. So let's talk about... Can I? Uh, can we get it? Is oh, that a, you need. Va- you, you need. I need yeah, a vacuum sorry. roll, please. Let me just uh, clean up uh, after that uh, that little break there, Jay. How's that? <laughs> hey, can you pick your feet up? Hang. On. Okay. Let me. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Did right. you get that? Yeah, I got. Let me. Oh, oh, oh. Can you? Can you just move down to the other end of the couch? <laughs> yeah. You ever hear? Oh you wait. Had that happen. What, what do we got here? We got beer nuts and uh, oh man, gum wrappers. <laughs> All right. Now All right. I'm gonna now I'm gonna be my dad. Hey, would you turn that thing off? I'm trying to watch the TV. <laughs> Listen to a podcast over here. Right, right. All so, right. yeah. So here we are. We're gonna talk about uh, talk about Dyson a little bit, and then you know segue into the the real, in my opinion, the more important part of the story right. here. But uh, but you guys all know Dyson, um, the vacuum cleaner guy, that British the vacuum guy cleaner that, guy that sells vacuum cleaners on television, right? Not only that, but I mean. Vacuum cleaners, air purifiers, hand dryers, bladeless fans, heaters, hair dryers, you yep. name it, man. He, he, Sir James Dyson. Yeah, he's a knight. Yep. So uh, nice of him to show up in what looks like his sweats on uh, for this photo op here about the car. He's he's photographed with the car. Um, I, think that's new, I think that's COVID look. Oh, you think? Okay. Ah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that's COVID look. So Dyson was actually working... Sorry, it's go an, ahead. Actually, an awesome looking ride. I, I, it I is. Think I, it looks like a squatty Range Rover, but wa- a squatty wide. Yeah, yeah, you know. 
So, uh, so they admitted recently that they were working on an electric vehicle. All right. Yep. For those of you that don't know, uh, they codenamed it N526. Right. N like Nancy 526. Okay. That right. was the code name. Uh, would have been a seven seater with a 600 mile range per charge. 600 mile range That's on an electric incredible. vehicle. Now, hey, the uh, select Mustang Mach E. Did yeah. you say that was 230? 230 for okay. the select. And the top, the most that they can get out of 300? 300 okay. at this moment. Yeah. So we got, yep. we got now, now we're going to get into how he was doing that. Okay. But 600 mile range. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is largely thanks to the company's proprietary solid state batteries. Keyword solid state. So, Keyword. So let's, so this thing weighed 2.6 tons, uh, zero to 62 miles per hour because we're in the UK and everything's weird. Not zero to 60, <laughs> zero to 62 in 4.8 seconds. So definitely slower than, than a Tesla, but heavier and bigger mm-hmm. and twice the range. Ooh. That's right. Okay. So, um, and for me, for me, if I'm an EV, if I'm yeah. interested in buying an EV, that's what I want. I want range. Um, prototype strong resemblance to a modern Range Rover, as Jay pointed out. They have patents that have been released. It's definitely an SV, SUV. Mm-hmm. Um, there's it's some Dyson esque artistic concepts on the inside. Okay, and this is pretty forward thinking and ambitious. Now, here's the key, and I'm gonna get into a little bit of some stuff that we have been into for a while. But the guy that the actually it was two guys that developed the lithium batteries back in I think nineteen the nineteen seventies if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was a game changer for, okay. for the EV market. Yeah. And I believe it was something like EverReady or Energizer. They were working for a household name battery company when they did this. All right. Right. Um, right. And interestingly enough, one of these guys. Uh, name was uh, let's see was uh, this is hilarious his last name was good enough John <laughs> B. good enough good enough okay John be good enough now he uh, that can't be I, I gotta research that is that real 94 years old this this article he's 96 now if he's still around came okay. out right. in 2017 right okay actually might be 97 if he's still around uh, right. but but three ish years ago, okay, mm-hmm. uh this is uh this is a campus publication from the University of Texas at Austin. A team of engineers led by ninety four year old John Goodenough, uh professor in the Cockrell School of Engineering at the University of Texas at Austin and co inventor of the lithium ion battery, has developed the all the first all solid state battery cells that could lead to safer, faster charging, longer lasting rechargeable batteries for handheld mobile devices, electric cars, and stationary energy storage. Now here's the key. Solid state. Not yep. flammable, much more stable. Yep. Okay. Yep. This is like generation three in terms of where electronic vehicle batteries are going to end up. We're in generation one right now. Mm-hmm. But it's a describe that describe that though it's um let's let's talk about the lithium ion battery where it's actually like you said it's in the gas yeah 
Okay, so, it's surrounded so by. So back this. at the so beginning the, of the podcast, we we talked about lithium ion today, which is in your smartphones right. and your tablets and your laptops. They and blow and they blow up if they get it's overheated a, it's a or gas. whatever. When you heat it, mm-hmm. it gets it gets hot. It tries to expand. I'm sorry. When you charge it, it gets hot. It tries to expand. And I mentioned this not long ago. Right. It goes through a process of what they call thermal runaway. It is in a constant just, state of instability. Okay, the, the whole goal of these is to try to keep them as stable as possible while mm-hmm. hammering them with as much amperage as you possibly can. It is <laughs> right, just not right. it's it's a it's a it's a tricky process, right? Mm-hmm. So by moving to a solid and storing energy in that solid, it becomes much more stable. Now, we did this with sort of with lead acid batteries with the starting batteries and the deep cycle batteries. Mm-hmm. Now, they do have a liquid component in them in that in that acid. That's right. But they are more of a solid than lithium-ion batteries. Mm -hmm. Those cells in those old lead-acid batteries that are super heavy, uh, they are are storing energy while the cells are in a solid state. Okay? That's right. So they're trying to get something on the lithium side that's a solid because it's not as explosive. It won't... Right. It won't grenade on you (laughs) if you overcharge it or have an accident. Right. Right. Uh, but also, apparently, according to Mr. James Dyson or Sir James Dyson, you get twice the range out of these things. Right. Oh, and did, did we say this already? He they revealed this car yesterday, uh, yesterday or last this, week. This right? week, yeah. What yeah. recently? Okay. Yeah, they revealed a car that they're not even going to be <laughs> right. That they they've canned. And so the but, the reason that they canned it, and he just he just basically came out and said it is. That the 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 price that these EVs are selling for right now, and so you've got the Mach E, which is entry level. What did they call it? The Select Edition. You're going to get for select. under forty grand ish. Under forty grand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you got the Tesla Model Three, which is sort of under forty grand. And you get mm-hmm. into the, like the hundred thousand dollar Model X and Model S and all that. But he's talking like to be profitable they were looking at somewhere in the hundred and fifty thousand dollars hundred fifty thousand dollars man you just didn't think that was going to be feasible for the next three or four years and he's and he's getting nothing in return for all this r&d right now right and you know unlike a ford motor company that has all these models of vehicles that they're selling that they can fund this ev program the mach-e right dyson doesn't have it he's he's he doesn't have that type of situation and he's you know he's got to think about what's going to make him money over the next three years four years whatever right um i mean i don't know how much more time this guy's going to be around anyway but i don't know but i i got to think that with the covid stuff man yeah that 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 hand dryer he's got the jet thing (laughs) right right i don't i don't i mean how do you have you seen the bottom of those things, man? When you go into a restroom, yeah. if they've never been cleaned, I mean, it's gross. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, and it, it's the air that's some serious, yeah. yeah, the air blades. That's just some serious nasty, nasty stuff, man. Yeah. Maybe you know he needs to like it needs to be a a blower slash vacuum or what. I Partner don't know, with a hand sanitizer company, perhaps. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the ticket. So yeah, so he just basically came out and said, um, "We're just not doing it." And nope. In the beginning of the show, we talked about there's going to be elements of this vehicle that will surface. And that solid-state oh, yeah. battery, for sure, is going yeah. to be 
part of that equation because that's the only way that these manufacturers get to a point where they're able to produce twice the range that they're doing right now. Right. Exactly. And, you know, there are companies out there that are investing a lot of time and money into the development of this. And it really is, I think, um, you know, the bottom line, to put it in a nutshell, our devices that we use are getting smarter and faster, but our batteries are not. They aren't. Lithium-ion battery technology, like you said, I mean, it's, you know, came out more than 25 years ago. Right. um, And it's we've reached its limits. It's it's. You know, what else can you do right. with it? It's um, kind of like, it, it's, you know, the internal combustion engine. I mean, there's a point where you can refine, refine, refine. Right, right. So the bottom line is that the market is really, really um, calling for this new technology. And the, the there's a company out there called Ionic Materials. Yep. And they're one of the, um, they're in the forefront. Um, along with Sotkey 3, I think. I don't know if they're still around or not, but I think that they were partnered up with Dyson early on in the beginning. Uh, they're out of Ann Arbor, Michigan, I think. Um, but they use they, they, they invented a, um, a solid electrolyte polymer, I think is what they said it was. Um, I watched a video on it. It's kind of interesting. Uh, you can cut this thing up in half it, it doesn't explode they sh- they've shot bullets through it it, it, it it's safe um, and even cutting it in half they can wire it and it still provides uh, limited uh, battery power so um, there is a lot of positives that that are going to come out of this technology and I think that the EV market is really, really going to be impacted heavily. Obviously, our our smart devices that we use, um, they will definitely be uh, right in the middle of all that too. But I think if this is going to be a game changer for for the yeah. EV market, you know, and we had mentioned earlier on this show, like I have seen people shoot uh, with shotguns, uh, lithium-ion batteries, like the current models, and watch them explode or seen them like exposed to flames and just, Mm -hmm. they just, yeah, it's not, it's extremely dangerous. Please do not attempt that. But these from a safety perspective are look to be a lot better and a lot safer. Lower cost. I think they said too, as far as overall, once they would long. Yeah. In once they hit mass production. Yeah. Over the long haul. Um, now I wonder, I mean, yes. And this is just me. This is, this is Keith pushing, you know, conspiracy theories because i like to you know freak people out but i wonder if dyson looked down the road and said you know by the time this is commercially available by the time we can mass produce these solid state batteries enough that we could put them in in manufacturing processes to build cars Mm -hmm. if hydrogen vehicles aren't going to be in play and then it doesn't make as much sense i just wonder because you know we talked about nicola last week and he's got the the hybrid hydrogen and electric vehicles right now Mm -hmm. so the technology is around the corner for hydrogen and maybe he's just looking at this going it's not worth it unless you know at this point it's not worth it because we'll be competing with hydrogen by the time it comes out i I wonder it could 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 be could be um nice i like that um i also take a look at it is that why would someone show somebody something that they're pulling off the table i don't think he is 
I think that this is a comp- it's a good marketing strategy to see what kind of interest he gains yeah. from it, and 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 it'll happen. So, you know, a year down the road, we're going to go. Hey, whatever happened to that Dyson car? Well, and, and if companies like you know, Audi, mm-hmm. Porsche, sorry mm-hmm. to you snobs out there, Porsche, Porsche, uh, any of the higher end manufacturers, because that's where he likes to position his products go, hey, uh, we might be interested in the solid-state technology. I mean, Rivian did it with Ford. Sure. I mean, there's learned experiences that can be imparted. I don't mm-hmm. know, man. I'm just I'm just kind of hypothetically thinking, if you're right, that nobody releases that stuff if they don't have intentions of it. Uh, you know, Ferrari, are you guys listening? Lamborghini, you got an electric <laughs> car? You might want to look into that. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, man. Hey, Aston um, Martin. Okay, you want to keep it in the same uh, same island, right? You know what name keeps popping up? Manufacturer keeps popping up through all of these conversations that we've been having about EVs. Fisker is one of those ones that are also working with the solid state battery yeah. um, development. I am well. telling They're, you guys, that company do not take your eye off them. I I no. have seen their stuff in person. It is impressive. mm Hmm. Uh, yeah, them, them, you got, I, I think that the that, that two that are going to keep popping up and them and Rivian yeah. are, are just right on the forefront of this thing. Right. You know? Yeah. So that's just a, anyway, technology, man, it's going to change our world. Yeah. Well, hey, can it, uh, can it get rid of COVID? Do you think? I don't know, but one I thing's think, for uh, sure, Jay, it doesn't suck. <laughs> wow. There's just, you know, gotten a lot of mileage out of that one today, right? Yeah, that's been a good one, man. So, that's been a good one. Uh, what about uh, some uh, social media contact info? If you guys are watching this yeah. on YouTube, please and thank you. Remember to ring the bell, subscribe for future notifications. I want to thank everybody that's already subscribed. Mm-hmm. Uh, take it from there, Jay. Yeah, well, you can get there by going to youtube.com forward slash Parts County Gurus. Or you can just go over to our website, which is uh, partscountygurus.com, and you can find all the links you need to this podcast, to this video, to whatever. Um, even things that we mention on the podcast, uh, you can go over there. There's a nice little uh, uh, tab you can select to go buy you know, things such as dude wipes that we've uh, mentioned in the past that are there. Um, little dehydrated uh, my personal dehi- favorite the the people of yeah. walmart coloring book oh you you were gonna you sorry sorry your your favorite no, that's that's awesome your man. favorite I, is I, dehydrated water yeah uh actually you know what i need to get back and put it back in my car i i took it out um because i haven't driven much lately but my in car tan um that was a that was, that's what oh look at that would you look at that? Uh, this Dehydrated in my water, hands, folks. I have. You can find this on Amazon. There's a link to it on our website. Um, 100% organic, BPA-free, gluten-free, contains no artificial colors or flavors. Uh, I love the warning on the back. I don't think I've ever read the warning before. You haven't. Let's hear it. Okay, Let's warning. Final product is undrinkable, frozen. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so uh yeah Ugh. dehydrated water there you go everybody yeah 
So you can get that on our website, parsecountyguru.com, mentioned on the podcast. So check it out. For your social media activity and needs, um, we're on Twitter now. Uh, it's twitter.com. And we are the counter show. Yeah. Is that right? At the counter show. That's correct. At the counter show. Wow. Twitter.com forward slash at the counter show. That's good stuff. Um, I'm, I'm starting to like Twitter, man. There's, there's, yeah. There'll be some feud, feuding going it's, on over there, man. It's interesting. It's, uh, it's kind of how I keep up with what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It, it's So is that why where I'm getting my random text from at night? Hey, did you hear, hear this here? Uh, sometimes, sometimes it's just, uh, sometimes it's your son. Yeah. Well, not literally, (laughs) but you know, we'll see like the commercial that I sent you. Did you see that? I did. Uh, they're playing musical chairs with cars, right? Yeah. You recognize several of those celebrities, right? I, I did. Yes. And you know, the guy that got the, uh, the, the starts with an S and ends with the box car. Uh, you know, that was Ken block, right? Yes. Okay. And I he's did. like banging on the wheel at the end of the... Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. I digress. I did. Yeah. I did. Was Corolla in there? Yeah. I, th- yeah. I saw what I thought. I, I thought Corolla was I think was in he's the well. one that took Ken's Hoonigan. Is that it? Okay. I, I think so. All right. Yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome, man. But uh, yeah. So anyway, back to our social media stuff here. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash uh, parts counter gurus. While you're there, please like our page. Um, follow us there. Tell a friend, share our pages. Uh, we put articles there. We put videos there. Um, just stuff to keep you interested. Uh, we're also over on Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash the parts county gurus. And uh, what am I missing anything else? Oh, mentioned on the podcast, you can buy stuff there, but you can also just go to Amazon. You can buy your, your, your Amazon fill from our website. Just go to com, and if you look in the upper right hand corner of that web page you will see the uh, Amazon icon you can click on that and go do your shopping it helps us out now a if bit. I'm south of the equator and I'm in mm-hmm. the southern hemisphere yeah is it still on the right side of the page it's going to be on the left side of the page <laughs> upside down <laughs> but you have to stand on your head yeah no I'm Vika we're oh. just playing man I, I we know it's, yeah. it's on the right Speaking of that, our, you know, uh, of of those guys down in Brazil, our good friends from Race Salon, yep. um, they're they're doing a uh, a live, they're doing a lot of live uh, streaming uh, okay. stuff from their studio. Cool. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's one today. You can go to their YouTube channel and find that. You can get to their YouTube channel from our website. Um, but that's uh, Race Salon, R H A S A L O N. Nice job. Yep, thank you. And um, our good friend Marquinos, who is the uh, drummer for the for that band, is also a great guitar player and uh, vocalist as well. And he just had a big release of a video and a song that his wife had written the lyrics, and it's just a good song. So anyway, those guys are getting along well down there uh, in Brazil. Um, they're fighting the COVID just like we are, but they're doing their social distancing and taking all those precautions as well, and and um, trying to get uh, trying to get through it as well. So there you go. Did I miss anything? No, I think you nailed it, man. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. Um, well, I, I really don't have anything else other than I'm just very thankful to be here, man. It's just good to be here, Clark. Yeah, likewise, man. Uh, although yeah. I don't have the catchy uh, Christmas vacation uh, movie quote for you. Um, what? 
Hey, don't don't be getting attached to it. Okay. It's going to be leaving with me when we leave here next month, Clark. All right. Well, where we're going, we don't need roads, Jay. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> that's all I got, We just man. need drones. We need drones, man. That's all right, what we need. everybody. Thank you so much for listening, watching, subscribing, following us. Uh, until next time, that is my partner, Jay, over there. I am Keith. Uh, I will leave you with this. Attitudes are caught, not taught. Oh, Thanks. We'll see you soon. Good.